What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Your host, your boy, George McKay, back again on Rewind. And man, oh man, she's back. She's the interview queen. She's our favorite backstage correspondent. She is the voice for MLW. Yeah, they have commentators, but she is everything. She's breaking news. She's fire. And she's our friend. And that's not showbiz talk. She's legitimately our friend. Please welcome back Alicia Altu to MLW Rewind. Fire! Hello, thank you so much for having me. Psyched to be back. Lovely intro as always. I'm really excited to uh, get into some MLW talk and whatever you guys have up your sleeves. Well, okay, so the first thing I got to address is, you know, we had Richard back on the show last week. Ugh, I know, yeah. I know. But so we brought up we brought up the uh, the hammer dick. We had to, we had to get that out. We had to figure out exactly what, what was happening there. And, you know, when you said that online, I was like, they should just put hammer dick on a shirt because it's gold. Just hammer dick. But I should get all the profits. You should. But Richard pretty much said that he is a marketing genius and he is more smarter than all of us. And he doesn't care about the vulgarity of what you said because he knows what he has is a gold mine and he's going to go ahead and roll those posters out. So what's your rebuttal on that? I I saw him on your show and I got to say the uh, moment you mentioned my name, I did notice his cheeks going a little rosy there. So uh, just going to point that out to Mr. Holiday. But I, I saw what he had to say. You know, I was getting tagged in it online and on the social. And I think he's completely wrong. That was the first time speaking with Holiday where I was I was trying to be genuine. I was having a great day. He wasn't being a, a douche at that point. He always is afterwards. But at that point, we were cool. So I figured, you know what? Let me try to give him some solid advice. He showed me the poster. I was like, okay. And then I saw it, the inevitable hammer dick. And I just had to point it out. I don't want him to roll it out. It, it was right there. I don't know how he didn't see it, but it was there. I was trying to help him out. He took it as a me insulting his intelligence, as he said, and whatever. He can take it as he wants. He can roll out with those posters, but I don't know if anyone's going to buy them. Well, Rob's going to buy it. Rob pandered to him quite a bit last episode. I know you saw that too as well, right? Yeah. Uh, what What was the deal with that? Come on. <laughs> it's Richard uh, Holiday. Nobody. He's, he's a top level competitor. And I mean, I, I did see him post a picture, uh, I believe it was yesterday. Uh, with two of you in it. He's obsessed. He won't admit it, but this man is obsessed. The other day, he liked something of mine. And then two seconds later, it was gone because a fan called him out. I think that he is secretly stalking me. I'm not joking. I think he is obsessed with the interview queen and he just, there's some kind of love behind the scenes or some kind of child, you know, high school obsession, but there's something going on. And uh, I said that, I said that to him. I did. I said, I said, listen, is this a schoolboy crush? Was Hammerstone correct when he asked you point blank in the bathroom? That's the thing too. When I barged in on them, because I overheard what they were saying. Why would your best friend, literally your dynasty member, your family member, why would he point it out? He's not just trying to bust your chops. Like a hammer knows him better than anybody. He sees something and it's not reciprocated, but he sees something. And I almost wanted to just admit it so we can just move past it. He can just, you know, share his undevoted love to me or his devoted love to me. And uh, we can move past it. We can just be cool now. Not that I really care to be cool, but you know, it's better than him being an ass every day. That's true. That's true. And you know what you face, you face a lot, you face a lot in the correspondent world, much like Gia Miller does over an impact. I asked her when I had her on straight talk, I said, how do you deal with it? Like you're always in a line of fire and you have been really in the line of fire those last couple of weeks of MLW between Tom Lawler and Marshall Von Eric and the piss test incident. Right. (laughs) Gross. 
no like seriously that was disgusting I knew that he was gonna come over with it but the like no and then uh, luckily at least like Marshall was apologetic it's not it's not his I mean it's his fault it was not but come on like did I really have to be there for that that was awful that was yeah career low well, I got to ask you, yes, definitely a career low, but you know, you oh. rose above it and you're classy and you kept it, you kept it moving, which is great because you are who you are. You're a true professional at the end of the day. And I got to ask this, Gino Medina, the comments that were made on the season finale, when he put Richard Holiday's skull into the ground, Rob and I both said it was, it was disastrous what happened to Richard because yeah. as we, we do think he's a great competitor and it's disastrous when anybody goes down with a concussion. But what Gino said, being a girl dad, if I could have jumped through the TV, Alicia, I would have popped him right in the nose. You know that. I wouldn't let anybody oh, talk to my daughters. And I know your dad was probably furious. Oh, livid. And the thing is, I thought that Gino and I were cool, you know? Anytime I'm getting food at the shows or in between stuff, I'm always like, Gino, what do you want? Like, I thought we were chill, as cool as a cucumber in a bowl of hot sauce. But no, we are not cool anymore because he literally went out there. One hurt somebody during an interview. And yes, it was holiday. And yes, I took a little bit of satisfaction in it. But come on, like, you don't do that to someone, especially out of nowhere, you know? Just, just own up to the fact that you were fired from the dynasty. Just own up to it. Stop being a little baby bitch and don't call me a bitch. How about that, Gino? want respect and that's why and that's why we appreciate you alicia because you keep it 100 i gotta ask one more question then we're going to move on to the draft stuff because i do want to get into that because as you know with these three person interviews we got that 40 minute time crunch before zoom <laughs> kicks us out um selena de la renta oh. and the upcoming it's the karma that was received through azteca now if you remember the last time we had you on the show i did say there was a connection to lucha underground and i did say i thought it was vampiro now i placed the collection i was right with the lucha underground connection but i was wrong with who it was it turned out to be the one and only mastermind himself now mm -hmm. in seeing that big reveal and knowing exactly what was going and then seeing that last sequence where selena is pretty much bag over her head we know she's probably buried in a hole somewhere in the desert right now yep and you're completely okay with that, I assume. Oh, yeah. yeah big smile. <laughs> I think she hired somebody to continue doing her uh, social media. Like, before, I think she knew something was going to happen. She knew she was in trouble. She knew that she was stirring the pot with everybody at MLW. So I think she's she's a goner. And if I don't see her again, <laughs> oh, my God, happy days. It's great. Uh, there's a new boss in town, you know, El Jefe. And it's actually so incredible to see okay, he's throwing out the trash. I'm excited to work with him. I'm excited to meet him in our uh, Philadelphia July tapings. It's going to be great on July 10th. I am hoping to get him on my side to maybe discard some more of the dirt. Who knows? Discard the dirt and put him in the dirt. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, Duran and I are going to be best friends. Best friends. I love it. This is this is exactly the way I hope this interview would go because it's just all kinds of classic Alicia Altoot one-liners. And I love it. You know I've been Team Alicia forever. My former co-host was not, but I have been down with Alicia Altoot since day one. That's why he's not here anymore. That's that's true. That's true. And also, it's it's nice to have somebody the same age bracket as me. You know what I mean? Like somebody I don't 100%. have to worry about. Well, yeah. I don't have to worry about a 7 o'clock bedtime, right? We would have had already cut no. this short. You know what I mean? <laughs> Coming from the girl who literally like has trouble staying up past 11 most nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you work, you work your ass off and the hustle is real and all the great stuff you're doing. And we're definitely going to get into some of that. But I got to talk to you about the draft. Yes. We knew that after Vice TV deal came through, we knew that there was going to be a little bit of extra coinage, if you will, a little bit of extra money in the budget to throw around and get some great names. And right. we ourselves here at Rewind, we did our own draft. Now, I myself am still pushing 
And I know court watches and I'm saying this to him right now. I'm pushing for that woman's division. I'm pushing for it. I'm never going to stop for it because it's overdue and it's needed. So a lot of my picks were fantastic indie females that I think could definitely do wonders in MLW. Most importantly, my number one pick was Masha Slamovich. She is a true, true firecracker and she is going to be somebody to watch. Rob, on the other hand, while Rob surprised us all, he picked so far the only pick in our draft and with our good brothers from Dirty Heels, Bove and uh, Kenneth, we had Bove on the show for that as well. He picked Lee Moriarty. And wouldn't you know, (laughs) this past third round, who was announced, but none other than Lee Moriarty. So what are your thoughts on the draft, the new draft picks so far? So you got Davey Richards, Lee Moriarty, Aramis, who I can't wait. I love him in AAA. I think he's a fantastic talent. And then we got uh, the suplex assassin, Alex Kane. Out of all these new additions to what's already an amazing roster, what are your thoughts yeah. on these four gentlemen so far? It's it's so exciting because as we said, and as we kind of mentioned from the jump, we are going to be pulling people from all walks of life, all different promotions, all different skill sets. And uh, it's really cool because I don't know who we're announcing until about a day before. And they're like, all right, this is a, who you're interviewing tomorrow. I'm like, dope. <laughs> Hey, welcome to the family. So uh, when I first saw, starting with the first uh, initial draft pick, that Davey Richards was going to be coming to MLW and is actually not just a draftee, but is signed. I was like, this is incredible. This is going to be so wonderful to work with him again. I interviewed him four years ago here in Toronto. Uh, Just such a skilled, skilled athlete. So, and just so aggressive in the ring. So he's going to bring so much to the table. Uh, Aramis, I saw a couple AAA matches and especially going into finding out that he's signing with us. I was looking up so much content and the fact that Conan put him over, I was like, all right, this is like the real deal. As I mentioned on the draft last night, um, the open draft on YouTube, Conan has literally discovered some of the best professional wrestlers in the world to this date. So and then he's going to bring a lot to the table in terms of high flying. Lee, who was also announced uh, very, very recently, I've been on a couple shows with him haven't been able to actually you know shoot the breeze with him yet so I think it's gonna be great just to have someone else who uh has been on the scene not for like a crazy amount of time but for the time that he has been he has just shown that he can time and time again just like really work his ass off in the ring uh and he has a bunch of different skill sets which is very cool he's not just a high flyer he's not just a grappler uh so I'm really excited to actually see these matches happen that's kind of my favorite part in terms of working for MLW I mean my favorite parts of the interviewing and a little bit of the controversy I'm not gonna lie but I really really love just uh sitting down and watching the matches with with the live crowd because we are gonna have fans and then Alex Kane yes. I know I'm so excited July 10th guys Philadelphia it's gonna be amazing uh and then while you're at it Man, yes, if you're crazy. at it, buying your tickets, you may as well just pick up some tickets for Dallas because we're returning there on September 11th with fans. But uh, then Alex Kane, super cool guy, incredibly uh, genuine, passionate. He has a great history in terms of sports and uh, combative um, skills. So I think it's going to be really cool seeing him in the mix as well. Everyone so far has been great. I love that we have up and comers. I love how we have people who've been in the business for decades. It's going to be really cool to see them now mixed in with uh, the roster that we currently have. So yeah, I'm psyched. I can't wait. Absolutely. And now I'm going to turn it over to my co-host because um, he's, he's going to gloat for a bit as rightfully so he got the only right pick so far. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate him for it. He did his yeah. research. He pulled his punches. He thought exactly where the mad genius court power was going <laughs> and he knocked it out of the park. Rob, I know you got a couple questions for Miss L2. Go ahead. Uh, just, and I just want to tag on to what you were, what you were saying. What you were both were saying, Lee Moriarty, 
incredibly talented, incredibly well-rounded. He can really do it all. Uh, he's he's a star in the making, and I think that was such a solid uh, pickup for MLW. So it can be real interesting to see what he does, especially with the uh, likes of say Myron Reed. Yes, uh, that that could be that could be interesting. Uh, but Alicia, I just first of all, uh, I really respect you because one of the things about you is you just you don't take any shit from anybody, and and I, <laughs> I think that's so awesome because we need to see more people with that with that attitude. Uh, so my question to you is. What is your philosophy, like your personal philosophy as a, as a host, as an interviewer? Um, what is your mindset with that? Yeah, I mean, I really do go into the interviews just wanting to have a good time, have fun, make sure that the spotlight is on the guests. And I'm kind of telling the world why they're so great. Or if, you know, I'm the one talking, uh, asking the questions whenever it's their time to talk, I've kind of thrown them exactly what they need. So my kind of philosophy is just have a good time and to be genuine. And that is why when someone decides to stroll in and not be so genuine and not want to have a good time, I'm not going to stand for it. You know, if you would have seen me a couple of years ago at different places, I would have just sat there with the mic and just been like, okay, whatever, you're just being an ass. But now, hell no. And that's the beauty of MLW. They give me the liberty to talk back. They give me the liberty to just be the interview queen. They, I can fully be me. Because in real life, if someone did that shit, I'm not going to stand for it. So why am I going to let some douchey wrestler throw me around? Like, uh-uh, not going to happen. <laughs> let me have Can't fun. with that. <laughs> oh and you know what and that's why we appreciate that's why we appreciate you that's why we've had you back on the show uh twice we're gonna get you back for a third time because now we gotta tie richard then we gotta surpass richard so anytime you ever want to come back on rewind you know we're gonna have you back got a couple more questions don't ever have us on together please like like, please don't pitch that because i mean as much as he would love to because anytime he sees my face like you can just tell he's so happy uh i don't want that so like i love you guys but yeah no, unless it's, yeah, I'm not going to bring that up. Alicia, stupid. you and I have known each other for two and a half years. I would never do that to you. You know, I would Thank never you. do that to you. I would Thank never, you. ever do that to you. Because be if I did that to you, then all of a sudden, all of my integrity and all of the relationships that I built would go out the window. And I'm not going to do that to you because I'm a man of integrity first and foremost, because if I can't showcase that to my children, what the hell am I doing here on this planet? You know what I mean? That's the truth of the matter. Preach. So now looking at the fourth round, it's coming up. And July 10th is getting ever closer. Yeah. I know you won't know till a couple of days before, like you said, a day or two before of who the draftees are going to be. But is there any inklings? Have you heard anything backstage that you can kind of let us in on where, where he might be going, where the mad genius might be going? You don't have to give us a name. I don't want to break news before anybody else. I'm not about that. But any idea where we're looking? So you will be seeing some familiar faces in terms of people who have previously been in MLW, whether that's recently or potentially a while back. But something very cool is the fact that we are ever growing our committee and that means many different promotions. So, you know, you hear things here and there. And uh, all I'm gonna say is I am very excited to continue to announce names because I know that uh, whether those names are smaller, sometimes less known names or bigger superstars, they always bring something to the table. And that's kind of one of my favorite things about this company is they don't just think, oh, we need to bring in like people who are already made. It's like, no, we're going to bring in people who are made and then we're going to make people. And I think that's a beautiful thing with this brand. So 
yeah, I can't give names. I can't say too much, but there are some really cool announcements coming. Uh, I only know a couple, because like I said, I literally only find out a day or two before I film these things. But once I get those those uh, emails, I'm like, ooh, okay, see you soon, buddy. <laughs> All right, awesome, awesome. So I, earlier in the show, I pitched that a lot of my picks were great female talent, because I'm very pro-women's wrestling. I love women's wrestling because I want my daughters to have heroes, to people to look up to, positive role models. And uh, wrestling is something I gravitated towards as a kid. Wrestling, in a lot of ways, wrestling saved my life before I met my wife. Then my wife saved my life. And I tell her that every day. She's my angel and my queen. But um, in terms of Court Bauer getting that women's division off the ground, there was inklings. There was ideas about it. When I talked to Aria Blake before she came back, before she had to step away, because she's got uh, she's got a little bun in the oven. And I always yeah. congratulate her and TJP. I can't wait. And I, I pitched this to uh, Josh Alexander. I said, you just had that Iron Man match on Impact. What if in the future we have little baby walking weapon versus little baby <laughs> TJP? It would be incredible. What a match. That's like future right there. I love it. I, oh I, and Josh, all Josh did was send me the... Uh, the hmm emoji. So maybe, maybe down the line, we, we got to wait. We got to wait a, a lot of years. Got to get a lot of training under the belt, but it would be amazing to see. Uh, Let the baby be born first. And then <laughs> absolutely. Okay. Fair enough. Fair. I, I guess I was getting a little overzealous being a wrestling <laughs> fan, but um, in terms of getting that woman's division off the ground, do yeah. you, do you believe that it's overdue in MLW? Honestly, it's interesting currently, especially with Selena dead now uh, being the only female at MLW. I mean, it's interesting because, the locker room is really like a brotherhood, which is something I've never experienced. I mean, I've had great experiences in locker rooms, but never where I feel completely safe, like every turn I take. And I just know no one's like there with weird intentions. So um, we have this brotherhood now, it's what you're used to. But again, I'm totally for badass females coming in and doing their thing because whether you're male or female, like I've never looked at wrestling that way. Like growing up, my favorites were uh, Beth Phoenix, Lita, so, you know, uh, Trish. So I never saw them any different than the dudes. It's always been my mentality, even when it comes to music and stuff. So if someone's cool, they're cool. Like that's not gonna change. So I'm hoping that this can come to fruition. I can't say if I've heard anything or heaven, but I can already think of some names who I think deserve to be somewhere, especially somewhere that's gonna treat them right. Uh, and MLW always does that from my experience. So yeah, I think it'll be something wonderful if it happens. And, you know, we'll just have to see. I'm definitely not opposed to it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And, um, you know, there was a lot of loose ends that were tied up with the season finale. A lot of yeah. things that Rob and I discussed in depth, one of them being uh, the revelation of the gatekeeper clause. Now, yeah. that was something that I was so intrigued with from being a fan and watching the show and rapping about MLW for so long. It was almost like this running joke with uh, me and my former co-host, Lewis, and with Rob. The open weight title was just a glorified belt. It was like, hey, look at me. I'm the open weight champion. I'm technically the number one contender, but I can't do jack shit. And all of a sudden we find out that Joseph Samael had literally pretty much held court hostage to the yeah. point where this had to be written in Jacob Fatou's contract. So knowing that this is there now and knowing what Hammerstone has to overcome the obstacles to get to Fatou, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think Hammerstone has got enough juice to overcome all this shit to get to Fatou? And oh, if yeah. he does, will he dethrone Fat too? Because I got to tell you, I thought Calvin Tankman was really this fucking close. No, that's true. One of those things with Hammer is every time I open my Instagram, like I'll scroll four down and it's another gym photo, like the fourth one of the day. Uh, he is hustling. He is working. And you can see he's putting in the work every single day, multiple times, like I said. So I think he is 
literally preparing himself for this throwdown and I don't think anything's going to get in his way he is a determined man uh we've seen him time and time again defend titles uh he's an incredible wrestler every time I watch him wrestle I'm just amazed at his athleticism so I don't think he's gonna have any issue getting to that point and I do think when that one-on-one for our main title uh does happen because I, I have no doubt in my mind it's it's gonna happen I, I think he's I think he's gonna win I really do. And you know me, I'm not one to champion the dynasty, one half of the dynasty, but um, you got to give credit where it's due. You know, he is, he's a great wrestler. Absolutely. Nothing against Fatu either. Like Fatu obviously is our champ for a reason. Every time I see him, I'm just like, how the hell are you doing any of this? Like he, his skill set, like bewilders me. It's amazing. So by no means am I like just hyping up hammer, but um, I do think it's his time. I do. Absolutely. I think, I think you're right now. And I think the only one that can dethrone him after this, like two year storyline that we finally got the end to, and we know right. the end game, it, it has to go down that way. And um, just looking at the roster and the moves that court has made, the move that the committee has made. Uh, it's just an exciting time to be an MLW fan. It's an exciting time. And July 10th can, can't come any sooner, but you did mention about fans returning. How yeah. excited are you to finally get to this point? If we look at things a year and a half ago, we were nowhere close, but now oh, yeah. here we are, and we're that much closer. Uh, the States is a lot further ahead than where we are in Ontario because our government's a bunch of idiots, but I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about fans returning to the arena? Honestly, it just warms my heart. I haven't done a show since September of 2020, and that was in Chicago, and we had fans there, but it was like all outdoors and masked up so uh gino can't call me it but uh this bitch is ready to go i am super psyched i'm gonna be masked up meet and greets all of it uh, of course backstage we're all tested so anytime we're doing promos or in close uh proximity to each other like we're completely safe so i just can't wait to see my brothers i can't wait to see the fans uh all the crew it's just oh it's such a good vibe i can't i just can't wait you know last time we were in philly i went out and did a promo and uh I was just taken aback because like people were chanting my name as soon as I hit the stage. I'm like, wow, this is like, this is insane. You know, like I'm just some chick from Pickering. Like, it's like, what the hell? So hey, Chris um, Van Vliet's from Pickering. Right. But it just blows my mind. So I'm excited just for the camaraderie, the support, uh, just to watch live wrestling and actually hear roars and cheers and boos. Uh, it's going to be great. So I'm just, I can't wait. Absolutely. For live wrestling. Yeah, man. Oh, I miss it. Miss it. Yeah, we we all miss it. We miss it. We miss it even most. But at least you'll get to experience a lot sooner than we will. So take it in, take every moment in, and enjoy it for all of us here, please, because we need that. We need that little push to the finish line so we can get through and get back to our live wrestling here. Now I do got to ask one other question. Uh, match of the year for me: uh, Reed versus Rush two. I was going to say that I was like, I know, I know where you're heading, but I just have to agree. They both pulled out all the stops, like the amount of shit that they did over that top rope. I was like, please be safe. Oh, please be okay. Like, it just, oh, they both blow my mind. And uh, yeah, I, oh, I almost said, okay, never mind. Yeah, they're great, though. They're great. <laughs> no, they are. They are legitimately uh, two of the best. And that match delivered on so many different levels. And it's a match that we were waiting for. And the slow build was great. Again, the Mad Genius. Like I said, I've said it so many times. There's a lot of times where I don't know where court's going. And a lot of times I'll sit there and Same. I, because here on MLW Rewind, we're going to tell like it is. There'll be times I say, Court, I don't know where the fuck you're going. I don't understand it, and I don't get it. But then when it all comes together, like the season finale, I don't know if you watched our episode season finale, when it all came together, all I did was this for the first minute. <laughs> I slow capped the shit out of that because Court 
just everything was tied up in such a neat little bow and that we had some sprinkles of where we're going in the next season. And after that match, I sat on my porch and I was like, God damn it. Fuck. If he was standing in front of me, I'd give him a hug. So air hug, core power, air hug. But your thoughts on the mad genius and when you don't understand the storylines and you don't even know what you're doing, he says, Alicia, I want you to interview this guy. And these are the points we got to hit. And you go, okay, no problem. And you don't understand why you're hitting these points. Then all of a sudden it comes together and it's like, bam, like your reaction, but you got to be like, yeah. how the fuck did you do that? Yeah. So when I watched that finale and I saw Cesar Duran spin around, uh, I mean, I, I, none of us were told who that was going to be, who El Jefe was. And I was the one doing the promos for two months on this El Jefe and I had no fucking clue who he was. Uh, I, had, I had my, you know, suspicions and uh, I did think this would be him, but I didn't know. So when he turned around and I heard that voice and then saw the face, I was like, I get to work with him. Oh my God, like he's terrifying, but I get to work with him. So um, it was really cool just seeing that all come together because yes, I'm behind the scenes. Yes, I know a lot of stuff that's about to happen, but I don't know at all. Even with our vice deal, he didn't he didn't tell us where we were going. He was like, just wait, you'll find out with the fans. I want you all to be surprised. It's a really good deal. So just wait. And I was psyched, you know? So he has his methods. He loves giving us like that anticipation of knowing okay something great's happening just wait just wait and as much as that drives me crazy and he knows that in the end it's always worth it um i am so grateful for court because he hired me at a time where there were companies that were interested in me but right off the bat they just showed like we want you we know what you bring to the table we are going to make you the face of our company and they have delivered on that you know there's some episodes i'm watching the show and i'm like oh shit this is my fifth promo (laughs) and i'm like this is like (laughs) mind-blowing on tv like what is happening so um He's just been a fantastic boss. I'm not saying that because he's the boss, you know, I would just like say two sentences and deuces, but honestly, like he's been great to work for. All, all of my bosses at MLW have been, they, they take care of us. And um, I haven't had a bad experience with them, which like is never, you know, it's anyway, but yeah, it's been great. So I'm just uh, grateful. I'm grateful for all the opportunities. Some of the opportunities we're currently working on. And I know we have some big plans, like really big plans for Philly taping. So yeah, I'm excited to see where this uh, interview queen goes because I think it's going to be pretty good, pretty big. I think we're we excited all are. too, yeah. Thank yeah, we're, we all are. We know exactly what you bring to the table. We know exactly how hard you've worked to get there. And not only that, but I mean, like you, just before we push record, you were talking about the grind. You just did an hour-long session for Knockfest. Then you had an hour-long meeting. And then you were here. And right before we got on, you were very calm, cool, and collected. And as soon as I flip record, bam! she's alive but talk to every talk to us about like the day-to-day grind that you're going through right now with all like you have so much on your plate but yet you've got you've got broad shoulders girl you do it and you do it with you do it with a hustle you really are uh, an inspiration to a lot and I don't give a shit what anybody thinks I'm not pandering or kissing your butt you work your ass off and you deserve all the success that you have and every time I'm sitting there I'm going like Jesus Christ I know she's doing something with Knockfest right now, but there she has posted pictures of, oh, look, get this, <laughs> get this discounted Shen, or look at this here, or I'm so excited about everything and I can't wait. Oh, look, yeah. sun's out, you know, guns out. And she's there, boom, like, bam, you know? So like- oh, It's hilarious. Like the, uh, the grind though, talk to us about that. You. Yeah, it's it's a lot, you know, it's, it's a lot, but, and like I said, before we started uh, recording, 
I love what I get to do. I'm still going to complain when I'm overworked, but I love what I get to do. Um, so yeah, I'll wake up as soon as I do, check the emails instantly, write back any opportunities, any like collaborations or anything. And then as soon as I'm done grabbing some breakfast, it's just right onto my NotFest script and all those notes because um, for those watching, I do host for NotFest, Slipknot's festival, and uh, also their tour, which we just announced, the roadshow. And so I host a weekday show for them every single day at uh, 1 p.m. I always get this wrong. 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Time zones aren't my thing. But um, yeah, it's been crazy. It's been incredible. The fact that that band saw enough in me to be like, yeah, we're one of the biggest bands in the world and we want to hire you. Like, <laughs> crazy. I'm going to be there in September, which is amazing. So yeah, it's just a, it's an incredible. So I'll do that script. Then I'll usually have to do all my merch because I handle everything myself from the 8 by 10s to the photo books, shirts, everything. Then after handling that aspect of it, I kind of move on to uh, my meetings for the day. Then I'll take photos for the cl collaborations I have. I'll try to eat lunch in between that. Then I actually host my show. Then I'll fit in any podcasts or interviews because you know how it is. You can have an interview at 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. It's all over the place. So it's never the same. I have to research for those interviews as well at some point. Then uh, usually around 6.30, I'll have some dinner and uh, try to watch some telly. But half the time I'm on my phone doing research for the next day. So um, it doesn't stop. It's like I was just telling this to somebody. It's like Seinfeld. The mail never stops. But <laughs> I love it. You know, I'm like Newman 2.0. But I, I just I live for it. I'd rather be busy and have these crazy opportunities and, you know, always be trying to catch up and never do than just be stagnant and sit on my ass with like nothing cool going on. So I'm grateful for every opportunity. Uh, I have so much in the works. It's like crazy. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just loving it. I'm trying to just do a good job too, you know, not just half-ass stuff. I want to, I want the interview queen to mean something. So yeah, it's, uh, it's been nuts. It's been she does. She does. You know you got a fan in this house who's chasing you right now. The interview princess is hot on your heels. She I loves it. When I told her I was sitting down, we were sitting down with you again today. She said, Dad, tell her I said hi. Give her a big Aww. air hug. So air hug from the mini host, okay? Air hug from the mini host. Um, before we go, please shout out your socials. For anybody that's stupid enough not to be following you, and if they're following Richard Holiday over you, please unfollow them. What the hell? Please unfollow yeah. Richard Holiday and follow Alicia. Then you can follow Richard. Back. No, <laughs> Ross, come for both of you. Just oh. for both of you. Oh. I don't think so. Or you can keep following him, but just to bug him, just use the hashtag Little Dick Holiday. I'm trying to get that. <laughs> I'm just saying. Rob, you pandered to him. Do you have anything to say to that? We have eight minutes left. Do you have anything to say to that, Rob? I'm, I'm just saying. I, I'm sure that Richard is completely comfortable with himself and, and his body. So I, I don't think that that hashtag would get under his skin as much as you may think. You'd be surprised. I used the phrase once in a little interview we did, and he did not seem to like it too much. So, you know, if you think I'm going to bug him, then let's just start tweeting it anyway. Let's just put it out there, guys. You got to be little, careful. That could, be little bit slander. that could be slander, and you know he's got a... a it's not slander. High-priced well, lawyer father. Well, libel? No, if you're printing him. it in Bible. We asked him about that. We said, if there's any room in your lawsuit for assault against Gino, will you put in the slander on Alicia Altoot? And all he said to us was, if it benefits me, then I'll consider it. That's wow. what he said. He said, if it benefits him. So he unfortunately, is. I don't think the slander lawsuit from his father is going to be coming Gino's way for what was said to you. But um, we did try to, we did not. try to showcase that. And Let's I had see. to ask him too. I had to ask him too. I had to say, you know, if court is shaking up the roster, is there any, if he shakes up any of the, you know, correspondence, what are your thoughts on that? And he said, well, all I, I don't want Alicia to get fired. And that wasn't my question. I never pointed that out. I never did. See? 
He loves me around. He does. He does. But I never pointed that out. I never said I wanted you to get fired. I said, court, maybe shaky things up. Maybe add somebody else. Maybe remove St. Laurent because St. Laurent gets under my skin. I'll be honest with you there. He does 100%. But I said, you know, he's like, no, at least she doesn't need to be fired. And I said, okay, court, I never said that. But I, he goes, but what she does need to understand is to be put in her place. And when she's talking to hierarchy, she needs to understand that. So before we hierarchy, go to your socials. the highest grade piece of shit. How about that for hierarchy? Little dick holiday. Wow. I can't believe you said that. What a douche. Oh, man. I honestly, every time I have a conversation with you, <laughs> my friendship and my respect level for you just goes higher and higher because you truly are 100 and you keep oh, it 100. Yeah. You're going to have so many little cribs of me just like cussing him out. <laughs> I might just crop this interview just to be a five minute reel of all the times you've insulted him over this 30 some odd minutes. He deserves it. He deserves it. <laughs> all right, Alicia, please shout out your socials so that anyone who's not paying attention can pay attention to all the moves you are making and the fact that you will be sleeping once and only once when you are dead because you hustle <laughs> nonstop. So For please real. go ahead. Yep, rest is for the wicked guys. But um, yes, if you guys just type up Alicia Atout, A-T-O-U-T, in your Google box, you will find me on everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all verified. I have my YouTube channel, my merch store. I started a Patreon uh, about six months back, and it's been so much fun just connecting with fans on a cooler level. So if you want to, please hit that up, join it. Uh, tier start as low as three bucks. You know, I'm not trying to rip anybody off here. So you get a lot of content just for that every month. Uh, of course, you can watch MLW on Vice at noon every single Saturday. You can watch me on Not Fest, Slipknot's very own festival every single weekday, 1 p.m. PT, 4 p.m. Eastern. Nailed those time zones. And yeah, guys, that's it. Just uh, if you love wrestling, if you love music, I bet you I've interviewed either one of your favorite bands or one of your favorite wrestlers. So check it out. And uh, hopefully you didn't find me too obnoxious or mean because I promise I'm nice. <laughs> he's nice when she's not interviewed Richard Holiday. That's 100% honest. Right. But here with us, we, we we keep it 100 and we like her to feel comfortable and we like her to be her. And that's what we love about it at Always. Guys, you can follow us on Straight Talk Wrestling uh, across all platforms. Just like Leisha, type it in, you'll find it. MLW only appears on the Straight Talk Wrestling YouTube page. So be sure to hit that subscribe button. We always drop it every Sunday and uh, we keep it 100. Court knows, he watches, he pays attention. I know he does. Because <laughs> uh, every time I've said something, the next day things have changed. I know he pays attention. I know he does. <laughs> and Uncle Bobby B, let the people know where they can find you, my friend. Bobby, Bobby, Bobby B. B. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, on Instagram at the real Uncle Bobby B. And uh, that's pretty much it. That's all I do. That's it. That's it. Easy. Oh, I'm fancy. He's just, here, he's really here to be the, um, the beauty part of the beast. Cause I'm the beast. He's the beauty. I'll give him that. He's a little bit cuter than I am. Not like I'm adorable, but he's got, you know, he's got something special inside. It really does. <laughs> Your face isn't as like weathered as mine. So you got the, the oh, I got face. the, I've learned from Alicia. Okay. I got the ring light. I got everything here. This takes work, Rob. This is all premeditated. It takes a lot of work to do this. Okay. It's not, <laughs> I don't wake up like that. I don't wake up looking as beautiful as Alicia. I have to work at it. I do. I have to work at it every day. All right. Well, we all do a lot of water and I try my best to uh, yeah, see water. But right now I'm drinking this twisted iced tea, which is fantastic. It's really good. It's very good. Really good. I bought it at the LCBO today. And uh, so, yeah, I had a shameless plug for Twist Ice Tea. New sponsorship. I don't know. I'm trying. I'm trying. Anyways, guys, that's it for Rewind this week. We want to thank our special guest, the one and only interview queen, Alicia Too. And guys, don't forget, uh, July 10th, mark it in your calendars. Get ready for it. Fans are back. ECW 2300 Arena. It's going to be electric. We're going to see Myron Reed. We're going to see Hammerstone. We're going to see Fatu. We're going to see El Jefe in person because we know he's going to be there. 
We're going to see the Mad Genius Corp Bauer. We're going to see Joseph Samael. We're going to see them all. I'm exhausted saying these names. We're going to see everybody. Lee Moriarty is going to be there. Shit. Who knows? Maybe I'll be there. Fuck it. I'm going to risk two weeks of quarantine just to go. I have no idea, but it's going to be insane. And as always, Lee Shao too, thank you so much for honoring MLW Rewind with your presence. You're amazing. Of course. Thank you guys so, so much for having me. Always a delight. Perfect. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you guys next time.